0: He scored. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100%
1: satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
2: Welcome to the Cosmo Happy Hour. It's everything you would talk about with your best friends, from sex to celebrity to entertainment. From the editors of
1: Cosmopolitan.com, this is the Cosmo Happy Hour with Elisa Benson.
2: For all of you Pretty Little Liars fans who are still in mourning from the end of the series and have no idea where your new favorite show should be, it's time to turn Freeform back on because that show is here. Yes, I'm talking about The Bull Type, the smart, funny, heartfelt, and totally inspiring series about three young women living in New York City and working at Scarlet, a magazine based on your very own Cosmopolitan. And the show itself was inspired by our very own Joanna Coles. The show aired earlier this summer, and after watching the first few episodes, I am totally Totally hooked. I'm Elisa Benson. This is Cosmopolitan.com's Happy Hour podcast. And today we're talking to the cast, creator, and inspiration of Freeform's new series, The Bold Type. Joining me in the studio today is Cosmopolitan.com's entertainment director, Patty Greco. Hi, Patty. Hi, Elisa. I love when you come on the podcast. It brings me so much joy. I love
3: being here. I love hearing my own voice.
2: Oh, <laughs> don't we all? Actually, no <laughs> one does. Here, I don't listen back. You, oh, right. But, but in the
3: moment, I
4: love
2: In the moment, it. exactly. Mm-hmm. And we get it like, you guys can't see this because, duh, this is a podcast but we get to wear these, like, cool
3: professional headphones.
2: (laughs) I don't know. Um, So, Patty, thoughts on the bold type?
3: Well, first of all, Joanna's not holding a gun to my head while I say this (laughs) or, like, my job contract. I really love the show. It's uh, a ton of fun. I love the fashion um, and just the friendships between the women. Yeah. And actually, one of our coworkers, Eliza Thompson, shout out, uh, brought this up, which I thought was really smart. It's kind of rare that you see women at this age and this stage of their careers like on a show focusing on their careers. So yeah, it's yeah. about their friendships, but you see a lot of career-related stuff and something like Sex in the City, they already have their careers and then something like Pretty Little Liars, they're like high schoolers slash professional like schemers.
2: Yeah and that's a really good point point. and I met um, we talked to the three main stars in the show and we're going to hear a little bit from them later but one of the things that I said to them when I was interviewing them for Cosmos Facebook Live was that if this show had been made 10 years ago it would have been about the three girls like competing for a promotion right. um, but that It's very clear from the very beginning in the show that these three girls are meant to be besties. This isn't some sort of like pitting girls against girls or whatever. Um, And I think that actually feels pretty rare. And in some ways is one aspect of the show that to me sort of reminds me of Sex and the City and the way that Sex and the City was so much about the friendship. And we didn't really there weren't very many
3: story arcs on Sex and the City where you saw like bitchiness or cattiness between Between our girls. No, they were supportive of each other's careers. I do think there's something to be said for the fact that they each had their own lane. So yeah. Carrie was a writer, Samantha was in PR. Similarly, these women are all at Scarlet, but they're in different lanes. I'm not yes. saying that if they weren't, there would be more competition, but there would probably be more storylines where someone was competing for right,
2: a right, particular like story. The similar assignments. That's right. a good point. Um so the three main show the three main characters on the show, we have Jane, who's like the sort of writer who just got sort of implied that she just got promoted to sort of like a meteor featuresy writing job cat the social media director who of course i'm obsessed with as being a person who's also a social media director and sutton who's the assistant um who works for this sort of like terrible boss but kind of wants to figure out her place at the company um who which character do you relate to most are you
3: a jane a cat or sutton i'm definitely a jane (laughs) um probably because when i started my career i really wanted to be a writer yeah um but i also see a lot of her eagerness to please jacqueline the joanna character yes uh in myself in the way i was in my career and one of the things that she's learning early on in the in the season at least is that one of the ways to please jacqueline Is to sort of stop trying so hard to please her and to tell what are real and organic and true stories. Mm -hmm. There's one episode where, or one scene in one episode where she says, Jacqueline says, I feel like you're pitching me what you think I want to hear or what you think is supposed to be a story that checks a box. Um, And so that has always been a journey for me in my own career and I think anyone's. So I relate to Jane's, uh, I don't know, sort of. Yeah, eager to please personality. Yeah. And then I could never be a cat because I'm terrible at social media. <laughs> and, but but I see, you know, I think one of the things that's great about the show and was also great about Sex in the City is you never can really pick one character. You yeah. start to pick one, and then you're like, but also I'm this person. And then right. at the end, you walk away, and you're like, I'm a little bit of everyone. Right. <laughs> and And then you're, like, shocked that you came to that <laughs> profound conclusion. <laughs> but I think it's a good sign. And you're obviously...
2: I'm obviously
3: cat. No,
2: actually, I think it's, um, and we're going to talk later to um, Sarah Watson, who was this one of the creators and the writer on the show, and I had met Sarah very early on, and I was obsessed with Sarah. I'm going to say all this to her later, so why am I even going there now? <laughs> but um, I w- was obsessed with Parenthood, which was another show that she worked on, and um, so I had met her early on, and then she sort of said later in an interview recently when she was doing press for the show, she was like, I met Elisa, and the cat character was, like, inspired by her because she's so young, which is, like, a <laughs> hilarious thing that the, the public record states that I am so young. But I have to say... um, So I think there was a little bit of thinking about, oh, we should have a social media character in the show, which I would like to totally say is inspired by my own brilliance. But I have to say, that turned into a long story. The point I was actually (laughs) going to make about Kat was that um, she's so ballsy on the show in a way that I actually feel like I'm, like, not at all. And I relate to, I agree with you, I relate to the Jane sort of, like, eager to please-ness and, like... I don't know. I'm such a rule follower. Right. And there's a feeling that Kat is, like, willing to, like, break the rules, which I
3: actually can't relate to right. at all. Right. At least not in the office setting. Yeah. Like, I can't uh, break, or at least at that age, I couldn't break the rules in the office setting. Yeah. Um, but we didn't talk about, then, like, what's the Sutton in us? Right. Right. Um... Having great sex, (laughs) (laughs) sleeping with a coworker—I don't know. Exactly. Not.
2: No. (laughs) I mean, I think in I think Sutton's character. We'll see. I've only seen. There's been three episodes that have aired so far, so that's like all we've seen. And I feel like there's a sense in the latest episode of her wanting to go out for this fashion job, right? And so I feel like we're starting to get more a sense of her character arc, right? Um, And this idea in the last episode, she said, you know, it's kind of. She says that she basically came from a, like, not very well-to-do family, and her character says that she always carried a $100 bill in her purse because that was her, like, plan B. Like, if this whole magazine dream blows up, she'll use the $100 to, like, buy a train ticket home.
3: I forgot about that part. Yeah. Like, that's a little bit, I feel like, the Sutton in me because I think that she took what was probably what she thought was the safe, safer lane within the magazine um but there was always something that she really actually wanted to pursue that seemed more i guess fantasy like or less stable or riskier somehow
2: yeah can I like I, that yeah and can I also say one thing though so on the show the Sutton character is like sleeping with this like high profile like board member at the company I have to say and this is just like a way that like traditional TV tropes are so ingrained in me that didn't at first strike me as being strange until the show sort of made you think that it was strange because we're so used to seeing older men hook up right. with <laughs> like younger women and that depicted as being totally normal yeah but it, like the fact that there's an age gap between those two characters, like, I didn't even actually notice.
3: Yeah, I don't feel like they don't look like they're right. whatever. But I also think the other But he wears a suit. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> He's very important. Um, Wait, so he... I think that the power dynamic is different, though, than the typical trope. So, yeah. like, older man usually has more power, but I don't sense that in their relationship, which is why I feel like we can get on board with it and not feel like um, she's doing a disservice to her own career. I'm assuming down the road this is all going to blow up in their faces, but I appreciate that for now, she's like, I want to go on a date, I want to be the woman who gets taken on a date, and he's like, okay, so I'm now going to give that to you. Right. um, We
2: see him sort of like falling
3: in line behind her. Right, and taking a little bit of a risk um, himself. Yeah, definitely. Because I do agree that there was the scene when the girls say to her, he's not the one who's going to be the problem. Who's going to have the problem? It's going to be you. And I agree with that. Right. I think that's, yeah. Right.
2: She would be the one that ends up getting screwed over for it. Correct. Um, I think it's time to jump on the phone with Sarah Watson, who I've awkwardly already talked so much (laughs) about. Um, Are you ready to give her a call, Patty? Yeah. All right, let's do it. So just the other day, the Bold Type cast came to the Cosmo office, which was so meta, obviously, and I had a chance to talk to Katie Stevens, Isha D, and Megan Fahey, who play Jane, Kat, and Sutton. They're basically the three coolest, most chill girls, and I'm going to let you eavesdrop on our conversation, which was all about filming on set lots of Cosmo questions. Obviously their secret tattoos and the weirdo questions that they get asked being professional, famous celebrity people. So go ahead and take a listen. I promise you guys will love them too. We just wrapped doing a Facebook live here in the office. Mm -hmm. Um, It was so meta, as you said, because (laughs) you guys portray like fictional version of Cosmo and now here I am at real Cosmo. Is that everything you imagined it to be? It's so fancy. (laughs) I
5: actually will say, because I got a couple of tweets from people like, no one's dressed that well at magazines, and I'm looking around. Everyone here is dressed, yeah, pretty fine. Oh yeah, yeah. But, but like, everybody looks great.
1: Yeah, everyone's, everyone's turned up.
2: Yeah. yeah, it's like, I mean, what am I even wearing? Like all black at the moment. But I feel mm-hmm. like the joke is that, that we have like a cafeteria in the Hearst Tower, and it's like a fashion show. It's oh, like yeah. a runway. Oh, like cool. if you ever like oh, come to work, yeah. Me out. yeah, if you come to work on an off day, it's like just like eat outside the building. Like <laughs> don't go to the cafeteria. you can't if
1: you're with not. But right, exactly. I will. I will say like. <laughs> You're saying I'm in all black. We like wear a ton of all black in the show. Yeah. Like, it's like New
2: York. It's yeah. It's the New York like stereotype. And our like, costume exactly.
5: designer Frank Fleming is a New York guy. Oh. He like, he's like based here and I feel like understands the fashion that is really specific mm-hmm. to this city. Yeah. I say that like I know this city. Yeah. I'm not a New Yorker, unfortunately. Yeah. It's
2: and fake. do you guys all live, you guys wait, you've, uh shoot the show in Canada, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And so you guys are living there now or we are you...
1: done now. Okay, in just wrapped Yeah. Okay, the
5: Canada
2: portion. Okay. Yeah. And then are you guys based do you guys live in the West Coast all now? Nope. I live here.
5: You live here? I live in okay. Brooklyn. She lives oh. in Brooklyn. I live in Nashville. Oh. I, li- I live in L.A., but I'm never, ever there. You're never
2: there. I it's... feel like that's the actor life. is, like, yeah. bouncing around. Well,
5: actually, I have to say, though, like, I when I first moved to L.A., I moved there because I had a show that shot there, and then like, yeah. two shows after that all shot in L.A. So, like, I lucked out, yeah. you know, getting to set myself up and get, you know, in- enough of a, like home base to where i could be you know comfortable there yeah i'm so far away yeah um but now i want to be in new york and
2: an anonymous celebrity who I won't name once told me that the reason that so many people in Hollywood get married really young is because like when you're an actor and you're in the industry, you just have like no stability in your life. So yeah. there's a sense of like craving. Yeah. Yeah. Craving that makes sense. structure. That makes sense.
1: Yeah.
5: That's that- not my story. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah you know. <laughs> you're like, I'm not married. <laughs>
1: I'm not gonna get married anytime yeah. soon. But yeah.
5: yeah, I get that. Yeah. I'm not,
1: but I basically am. But that's not the reason. Yeah. I've been in a she's domesticated. Yeah. Maybe, oh, we've been together for a Almost four years. Oh so my God! We're not like rushing. When I ask Aisha to marry me, she will say yes. <laughs> yeah. so.
5: But that's like it's not for now. I keep telling her. I'm not telling you when it's gonna happen. No, that's I way. don't want to know. I want it to be a surprise. Yeah. Do you guys feel like picking
2: up an issue of Cosmo? I have to ask all these like insider Cosmo questions for the obvious reasons. But do you feel like picking up Cosmo is still like fun to do on a beach read, or does it in a weird way feel like homework? Now no. that you're, like, on this magazine no. show. I, I mean, love I've, I love
1: I've, it more now than I ever have. Uh, yeah. I, because I feel yeah. like there, we have, like, a different understanding of it that doesn't feel yeah. like homework. But, like, yeah. it's cool because Asia says this all the time. Like, watching our show is, a like, reading an issue of Cosmo. Yeah. Because you're getting, like, everything. Like, our show talks about sex. It talks about relationships. It talks about, like, political things. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Cosmo kind of gives you all of that. But I will say, this issue of Cosmo was my favorite one to pick up, because we're in it.
2: Because you're yeah. in it! Exactly. <laughs> oh, That's the Miranda Lambert issue on newsstands right now. Quick yeah. plug for the magazine. Yeah, you Which guys did a cool. beauty feature, right? Yeah, um, but it's, really it's cool cute. because
1: I, it's, like, the first ever country issue. Oh, and yeah. And I, I, like, know a bunch of the, like, country artists who are in it. Like, I'm friends with them in Nashville. Yeah. So I'm like, how appropriate.
2: That's cool. So you're still working on music, it sounds like.
1: Uh Actually, no. Oh, but I are mean, you, like,
2: allowed to live in Nashville and not be working on music? I feel like
1: it's a law. Yeah, I mean, I still, like, write music yeah. and stuff, but I'm not, like, actively creating anything. It's just kind of, like, my. in order to feed my soul, I need to do that. Like, yeah. And I think we all are in agreement. Like, we all brought... Like, she brought her ukulele and guitar to Montreal.
5: Yeah. I and brought my guitar. And she had a piano. And I had I picked the apartment because I was like, uh, I don't have my drum kit. I'm going to need a, like... You know, it's like a stress release thing to make a lot of noise for Yeah. (laughs) Hopefully, it's not too noisy for my neighbors.
1: Yeah, I mean, music just, I think we all like music is just such a part of all of our lives, whether or not it's something that we're focusing on, like, making a career out of right now. I'm just very much somebody that I need to, like, put 100% of myself into everything I do. So the fact that I'm putting my 100% into this right now, I can't really. Do that, but it's always nice when I have a hiatus. Like, I'll write a bunch of songs, and that just like feeds my musical cravings.
2: And it is good to, of course, like this is a dumb, obvious thing to say, but like it's good to do things that you love just because you love them. Yeah. Like, not everything needs to be, especially when you. I mean, you always work in a competitive industry, and you have like a job with really long hours.
5: It's good to still have those things you like do on the side, and, and yeah. music too is something that you can control. Yourself, you know, you're you're choosing what you want to sing and you're choosing how you want to sing it. Yeah. Whereas, um, you know, as actors, there's so many notes and things, and you know, we're not necessarily we're not writing the episodes. Yeah, we're not editing them. Yeah, we don't we don't get to choose what music they yeah. use in the final edit or what take they use. Like, yeah. we don't get any of that control. So music, I don't know. At least for me, it feels like feels like you like yeah. have that control. Yeah, and, and and you can make creative decisions and not have anyone else's input because it's just you in your lounge room. Yeah, you know?
2: I've actually never thought about that before, but you're making me think that that in some ways would be. Kind of an interesting thing for an actor. I mean, you guys are young and you started really young, but like, I feel like the stereotype of sort of being like the theater kid and sort of like loving to perform, mm. it comes from this genuine place where you maybe like, I don't know, I feel like you, you hear a lot of stories of like directing plays in your backyard and like that kind of thing. But like, once you're doing it on the level you guys are doing, like, there's a million people involved yeah. and you only get a touch really like your one like, tiny sliver of Yeah, the show. you're,
5: you're, like, a, you're, a, it's, like, a big, you know, grandfather clock or something, yeah. and you're, like, one of the cogs in the wheel, so, like, you're not that important, you know, right. like, you're here to do your part of it, and it's, it's, you know, a significant yeah. part, but right. it's a team effort, like, right. it, it, there are hundreds and hundreds of people that are behind making this show, Right, and we're all working together, obviously, but, but, you know, uh, I don't know. Music is just yeah. something else. It's made different. Yeah. You got to be creative in a different it's way. It's funny. My my parents, and I
1: think everybody, like, we've all had people come visit us on set. And, like, yeah. I know my parents on set <laughs> were, like, it's unbelievable how many people are on set. Yeah. Because, like, when you're watching the show, you just see the actors. Yeah. You don't see, like the script supervisor and all of the guys that are doing the lights and the camera guys and the sound guys like yeah so many people this is like a stupid
2: 101 thing to say that will prove i know absolutely nothing about anything but like i feel like i didn't know until relatively recently that like because of the way that you're lit when you're like filming a conversation that it's basically like they film one person and then would like film the other yeah. It's like I, everyone sort of knows you do like multiple takes yeah. as an actor but I hadn't really thought about just even something
1: like a conversation how that could take so long to oh yeah mm-hmm.
2: kind of seems exhausting yeah a little <laughs> like, like hand, two... round of
5: applause for you guys
1: yeah something that takes like two minutes to watch takes like two hours to shoot
5: yeah oh, it's, like, more I, mean, a... I mean we're shooting like what five minutes a day and our days are at least 12 hours yeah I'm usually closer to like <laughs> I know. I yeah. was I was being I was being ambitious. Yeah. Oh but God. it's like it's like yeah, a wide shot, yeah. a close
1: up shot, an even closer shot, then turn like it's just like yeah. the I angles and see. the
2: yeah, I think, I think, like, the dumb elementary understanding of it that I had was almost more like theater, you know, like, it's you're performing, dumb, but you're getting, like, it's, not it's, dumb. it's, it's, it's yeah, not dumb. I mean, why that.
1: would you, why, you <laughs> wouldn't think of that.
5: Right. You're Just, watching to enjoy. Yeah. you to be, like, can what? I t- can I tell you yeah. my first audition that I ever did? Yeah. I asked them if I was supposed to say the stage direction and my character name before each line. <laughs> that is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> were, were they, six. like, that's a dumb question? Yeah, I was young, to be fair, but I wasn't that young. Yeah. I was in my teens, you know like so there's a lot of things we don't realize about, yeah. about the industry and it's it's complicated and yeah it's, um, there's a lot going on but it's really fun it feels like um feels like we've just been away on like summer camp. camp oh <laughs> so basic but i love it never mind um it's fine.
1: I told you we guys we was- went rafting.
5: I'm- you guys yeah. went
1: rafting. We went whitewater yeah. rafting. Oh my, yeah. God. my boyfriend put the whole thing together, and we all almost died. Yeah,
5: <laughs> <laughs> my, no way. my favorite photo is so Megan. Funny, Megan's face, like we all like fell out, and it's, there's this photo of the rafting instructor, and then Megan's like just <laughs> Megan's <laughs> head. <laughs> Like poking out of the we're white honestly, water. We're really not supposed God. to
1: do anything reckless while we're filming, so yeah. we just did it without telling anybody. Yeah. We, exactly.
5: all yeah,
1: we all survived, but it was our summer camp thing we had to do. Yeah, but we're rebels. That's hilarious. Oh my
2: gosh, such bad girls. Um, I was kind of um joking about this earlier when we were talking about. You were actually talking about your dream of getting. You had a dream that your entire body was covered in tattoos. Yeah,
5: but well, I, I made the decision. Like you, in the in the dream, I was like, oh, I'm gonna get a tattoo. Right, and I ended up getting all
1: the tattoos. Right, because you have none now. So you went I've from none. zero to, like, I don't even body. have my ears pierced. Oh. I know. I'm, I'm really, a child in so a
2: woman's funny. body. And really a needle virgin.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because you would think that, like, out of the three of us, like, yeah. I feel like if, without knowing us, if people were to guess who didn't, who was, like, the one that didn't get pierced or tattooed, I think people would say me. Yeah. And I'm the one with the most tattoos.
2: Yeah. Oh. Wait. How many do you have? I have two. You have two? Oh, that's, oh, my that's my the Wait, I thought oh. you had
5: more than... I have one. You have one? Yeah. Oh, I thought you had one all right I have zero one two well i was gonna
2: say we were kind of joking about this before we went into the facebook live but i like wonder if that's if the stuff like that is like written into your contracts because everybody like knows you guys remember watching felicity and there was mm. that like the uh, whole rumored thing of how she chopped her hair and then like mm. the ratings
5: for the show plummeted yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god but that's so it,
1: silly i threatened there, to like, shave
5: my head all the time oh my god. like felicity it's the first thing people say
2: right like, calm down it's right i feel
1: not like everything. yeah but i feel yeah. like that story Has taken on like legendary. Um, I
2: I also loved
1: (laughs) Lucy. I when shooting, I when shooting, faking it, got this tattoo up my arm. Oh, Um, it was for a good reason though, so nobody got mad at me. Yeah. Other than our costumer, (laughs) our costumer was like, "Great, Katie. Now I have to go get you sweaters." Right. Right. And I'm like, "Well, wait." So
2: does Jane have have that tattoo, or or is it covered up? No. Okay. I mean,
1: at, at the start of the season, they kind of were like well let's just get clearance for your tattoos and jane will have tattoos and i'm like i don't think jane would have tattoos yeah and also these are really personal to who katie is yeah so it wouldn't make sense for jane to have these yeah people would be like why does jane have strength in portuguese on her wrist yeah be like i don't know (laughs) yeah
2: yeah I think that's- we I were kind of talking about that this. earlier, too, but, like, that weird way as actors, I feel like your fictional character can bleed into your, like, real life and vice okay. versa, but, like, I could understand that there's some things you want to keep to yourself.
1: Like, yeah. this is Katie's tattoo. Yeah. This yeah. doesn't
2: get to be Jane's. Yeah.
1: For sure. I try to- I think it's, like, important that we ourselves separate ourselves from our characters so that it's, like, easier to explain to others why they should separate us from our characters. Yeah. If that makes
2: sense? Yeah. But it's like I feel like it's like I understand the tendency of like how even looking at you guys like this is the first time we've ever met IRL. But I've watched two episodes of the show and it's like hard to
5: not yeah for sure I like mean, so I'm sure you really guys all the time. To our yeah, so, yeah. Like, I will say I kind I'm not that similar to Cat. I'm pretty similar to Cat. I kind of wish I were more like Cat. Yeah, but, um, you know, yeah. I think there's like a strain or like a. a Certain aspect of each of us that is really like in that in each of our characters, and it's just kind of like a heightened version of that.
2: Well, of course, because it's sort of like any other actress playing Cat would do it in a different way. It's like yeah. you're the one that like makes her
5: live and breathe yeah, and I think, tweet. I mean, <laughs> and to tweet. breathe and tweet. <laughs> I apologize so many tweet. tweets. I, I apologize for a lot of tweets this this season. I I mess up a lot. <laughs> Not a lot, just every episode
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's real I've, I know that social media editor life
5: yeah it's crazy. Um,
2: I have before I have to let you guys go I have one like dumb question that I wanted to ask you which is that like I will tell you this is like inside Cosmere Cosmo editor insight but Mm -hmm. the number one question people ask you when you work at Cosmo this is specific to being on dates so if you're on a date the number one question people ask you is like are you going to write about this (gasps) which is just like no never but I was wondering what is the number one question you guys get asked
5: as actors in your profession um ooh I mean god I'm trying to
1: think I get because I'm in a relationship but I do scenes with like guys and have to kiss guys i get a lot of like how does your boyfriend feel about that right <laughs> and i'm like well it's not real
2: right you're like my boyfriend respects that i'm like a professional lady yeah. with a job yeah
1: well but it's i think it's also like when doing things like a sex scene and yeah. stuff i think people like see it and to them like when they watch it on tv it looks really sexy but you're like oh but you don't know how unsexy filming that is yeah you have the director being like okay now uh move your hand to the left Okay, now like put dig your nails into their back. Okay. And now kiss. Yeah. Like they're literally yeah. like directing you through the whole thing. So yeah. it's not like you're having like this
5: really passionate Yeah. moment. Not, sorry if that ruins anything. Right. Anyone, sorry if that takes. To no. Yeah. I I mean I look. Sometimes it can be passionate when you just love the person like you're like, "Wow, you're a great actress or actor." You know? Yeah. That yeah. like But I mean it's not like it's a, like, a like I'm not making out there. with them because I have feelings. Right. I honestly right. just realized the question I get the most is like, well, what have you been in? And I'm like, oh, I'm not going to tell you my IMD resume, resume right like now. On, yeah. on
1: what planet do you think I'm going to stand here and start <laughs>
3: listing <laughs> exactly. off my meseret? My, <laughs> my, my, my resume. <laughs> I'm so tired. I'm like, oh, not alive.
5: No, but yeah, like people ask for my resume a lot. Resume. Oh, <laughs> resume. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. God, that's but, so but, annoying. But yeah, like it, I mean, look, the thing about it is is I... Could say I've been on a lot of canceled TV shows. (laughs) Is that
1: how I I should have seen? Obviously not. You
5: would know me. It's like it's cool. (laughs) I I guess I'm I'm an actress, and I'm I'm one of the lucky ones who doesn't have to have another job. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah, I don't I don't know, but yeah, I I get asked that. It is that funny thing. It's also like if you tell people you sing. Mm. and they're
1: like sing for me right
5: or, or you're do like do your oh, american what? accent i'm like no pay me you know, like when people
1: are like sing you pay for, for me lunch
5: I'm for like, are you an
1: accountant would you like to do my taxes
2: for me right <laughs> although i did date an accountant for six years and i always made him
1: do my taxes but so that's well, different that's like, I, that's I, I
2: think that's beautiful that's a
6: beautiful thing
1: i he actually
2: lives in this building isn't that weird oh my God, yeah that is this weird. Weird. is that uncomfortable I never really see him, but it's just, like, a weird, like, a this time. this building where the digital oh. office is, is, like, six floors of business, and then the other floors are residential.
1: Are you ever, like, I know we broke up, but, like, I really need help with my taxes? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Actually, the first year we were, like, split up, he basically, like, emailed me on tax day and was, like, I filled out the form for you to get an extension on your taxes, oh, which nice was, like, sweet him. in a way that also totally was, like, he clearly didn't think I could do it on my own. Uh-huh. But I had done it. I did it by myself yes, on Toronto. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yes. Even I can't anyway. do my own taxes. <laughs> it's Terrible. actually really easy. But, okay. well, yours are maybe more difficult because d- different country. I don't, country know. I don't ask
5: and, Yeah, that actually sounds confusing. I just... I just- you know, okay. cross my fingers and say, I think you look like you're educated and know <laughs> what to do with this. Right. Let don't. me
2: hand over money. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I did not mean to end this conversation on a totally boring note about taxes. But, taxes um, are so exciting. So oh, exciting.
1: Adult taxes things. Are sexy. Adult we things. we do adult things on the bold type, so it makes sense.
2: Exactly. Exactly. The, uh, and it's not all, all just sex and, and lipstick. Taxes, so too. Thank you guys so much. Thank it was you. great to have you here. We, so so exciting. Exciting. we love you. Thanks, Yay. guys. Oh, bye. Bye. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities, talking
1: business, sports, tech, entertainment and more. Play it at play.it.:
2: We have a guest on the line who is the executive producer and creator of The Bold type, here to talk with us all about what making into the sh- what went into making the show is Sarah Watson. Hi, Sarah. Hello! I'm so glad you're here. I already talked about you earlier in the episode and how I was obsessed with you and how you did parenthood, which I was obsessed with and blah, 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 blah. So readers like ba- or listeners basically already know you.
6: Oh, fantastic. Oh, well, then I have nothing to add. You have
2: nothing to add. Great. <laughs> Good talking to you. Awesome Bye. Exactly. <laughs> okay, thanks. Bye. <laughs> so as creator of the show, what inspired you? Obviously, um, you sort of, like, how did you get connected with Joanna and how did this go from being something that was an idea to something that really happened.
6: Oh, my gosh. Well, a little bit of serendipity. Um, I have always been obsessed with the magazine world, and I have just always, you know, I love Devil Wears Prada. I thought at a time in my life I might want to move to New York and be in the magazine mm. industry. Yes, and come. So, I so, so I've always just loved this world, but it's been a very hard sale for a long time to put mag the magazine world into TV. Um, there's not a lot of urgency in magazine shows, at least there did, used to be, because mm. it's a once-a-month publication. And yeah. so, so networks really weren't buying magazine shows. And then, two, gosh, it's almost two years ago now, um, I was looking for sort of my next project to pitch. And I met with this producer, Dave Bernad, who had a relationship with Joanna Coles. And he said, oh, you know, we want to do this show set in the magazine world with Joanna Coles as an executive producer. And I like nearly attacked him. I'm right. like, you have to let me do that show. I would be the perfect person for it. Um, Yeah, that's like your
2: brain dream coming true.
6: yes completely and so he always jokes that like bef- like he could still see me out the window walking to my car and my agent was calling him to be like she wants that project. <laughs> he's like I get it <laughs> and yes. now here so, you are <laughs> it was like a little stalkery I um and like I think less than a week after I first met with him I flew myself out to New York and met with Joanna and met with a ton of people at Cosmo mm-hmm. not you I don't think I met with you until um the 50th party right
2: right the- kardashian party no big deal that makes us both sound so cool sarah and i met at cosmo cosmo through a party um in la for um our 50th anniversary and all the kardashians came because they were on the cover and that's where i got to meet sarah for the first time and totally fangirled
6: yes and uh, well ditto and obviously that party was a huge inspiration because in the pilot episode the um scarlet magazine our fictional Cosmo, celebrates its 60th with a big party so
2: that like life imitating art art imitating life it's all happening it's all very warhol <laughs> Very warhol. so um i wanted to ask you obviously spent as you just mentioned you met joanna you met a ton of people at cosmo you were at this like cool starred sparkly star-studded sparkly cosmo party um so a lot you spent a lot of time really sort of embedding yourself in magazine world to create the show Um, And I know you've kind of joked that you made some elements of the show more glamorous. Like the fashion closet on the bold type is basically the size of like my entire studio apartment. It's not quite the same way at actual Cosmo. But so you took some artistic licenses to make it more glamorous. But aside from those little changes, like what was the sort of like main feeling you really wanted to capture? or What was the biggest thing that struck you when you were embedding with all these editors that maybe people from the outside wouldn't know about Magazine World that you wanted to capture?
6: well, I think the thing that really struck me when I went to Cosmo is sort of like what a community it is. Mm-hmm. Um, for those who have not had the pleasure of walking through the Cosmo offices, it really is very similar to Scarlet and we intentionally designed it that way with these sort of glassy walls and everybody able to see everything mm-hmm. because there was there's very much this feeling of collaboration that I felt when I was on the floor at Cosmo and a very I mean may, maybe I was getting the good side of it. You can tell me the real dirt right. but <laughs> <laughs> it, seemed, it seemed like... After the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, awesome. Over cocktails. Right. But it just, it just seemed like everyone worked really well together. And it was this incredibly professional, incredibly driven place, but at the same time nurturing and supportive. And I, it was really important to me to show that kind of workplace on TV, because I think it's not something we really see a lot. We see a lot more of like the backstabbing, soapy versions of these right. shows. Right. Right. And I wanted to sort of show more of the, the reality of it.
2: Right. And I think that's one thing that I was always saying, you know, I spent my entire career working at Cosmo and also with 17, which is like, you know, baby Cosmo. But yeah. I had always felt like I was surrounded by supportive bosses and supportive women. And I think that really surprised people. Because for one thing, it's almost like it's almost like the idea of like a every worst, or every terrible stereotype you hear about a sorority where people think that any large group of women is going to be like catty and sort of gossipy. And that's just never been my
6: experience. So I'm glad that that made an impression on you and was... Oh my gosh. It's actually so funny that you bring up the sorority thing because that was never my experience even in a sorority. Yeah. Um, we had this experience when I was at college that this girl who worked in the magazine industry in New York wanted to sort of like like blow the lid off of like the cattiness and the mean girlness at sororities. Right. She came undercover (gasps) at our sorority. Oh my God and couldn't find any dirt and it was like the biggest joke so (laughs) that was sort of my experience walking into Cosmos I was like looking for all the soap and looking for the dirt and instead I found these like supportive nurturing amazing women right you know that was the story I was so excited to tell
2: I think I even remember so we met at the Kardashian party and then I sat down with you later when you came to the office and met with our digital team which is of course the side I sit on doing social media but I think I remember like saying I was like my job is so boring I was like the biggest problems are like when the internet doesn't work and like you can't connect to twitter or whatever but
6: your job is not boring to the outside world and it's not boring to me it's like all the stuff that you're putting out there and also I was so struck by um just sort of the power you have at your fingertips and Mm -hmm. all these followers and that you are you know you're just you have all that at your fingertips like does that ever just like go to your head well I it's an interesting question you get like used to it but like
2: sometimes it sometimes it is scary and I have to say like I was saying this earlier before we jumped on the phone with you when I was talking to our entertainment director Patty who was on the show um, who was on the episode of the podcast not your show just to be clear um, that I was like the cat character who's the social media director on the show I was like one thing I feel like I can't relate to is that she's so ballsy it was like yeah. I wish I was like that <laughs> but I'm glad okay, I gave okay, you the impression so of being powerful. the air you give off. oh i'm even more powerful than i realize so one of the other questions on the or one of the other characters on the show that i want to ask you about is of course this editor-in-chief ch- character jacqueline who's this amazing sort of nurturing mentoring boss partly inspired by joanna irl but since you brought up the devil's Prada, i did want to ask was there ever a thought of like needing to have that sort of miranda priestly type
6: character Um, We definitely knew, and I definitely knew I didn't want the editor-in-chief character to feel like the Miranda Priestly. I just Mm -hmm. felt like it was really important to me to show powerful, nurturing women bosses. I think also because that's the experience I've had in my career. I feel very fortunate that I've had some incredibly empowering female mentors And so it just didn't feel real to me anymore to to showcase that kind of woman. And also, I just feel like it's important to show and showcase women supporting other women. Right. Um, We did definitely talk about having other, you know, the Lauren character who plays Sutton's boss in the first couple episodes, is definitely not as supportive. Right. Um, But but never we just never wanted to go to the mean place with women. It was just it was always very important to have the the powerful nurturing character because that was really my experience meeting with Joanna right and I feel like I got to know her just as well from meeting with the people who work for her right you know I sat down with so many people those first few days at Cosmo and everybody had the same experience was just that she pushes you very hard but that you want to work so much harder because you want to impress her whereas a few people had talked about working at other magazines where they did have more of like a Miranda Priestly boss right. and they just they first of all operated out of a place of fear which I don't think ever brings good work right. and they just weren't as passionate about pleasing her right. pleasing that boss so i think you know having being a nurturing boss you get such better work out of your employees too
2: right and then it's like then the entire show if you have that sort of stereotypical like dragon lady boss then the entire show becomes doing things like you know getting her coffee and putting whole milk in it instead of skim or whatever and some of that stuff is fun but i think ultimately what you're creating is something so much more compelling and so much more relatable which i think is why there's been such an amazing reaction from fans so far
6: well, I also just think we're never going to do it better than a Devil Wears Prada. I mean, right. that movie is perfection, so right. let's let them have that space and we'll we'll move on. Right, exactly.
2: Um, and then, like, sort of switching gears a little bit away from the show, but general TV question, and I feel like every time I see you, Sarah, I'm always like, is this real? Like, tell me this about TV. But, you know, I feel like the joke, and maybe this is my head from, like, Entourage or something, but I feel like as a general TV joke is that something is always pitched as being like, it's, it's like, imagine if it it was like the shark tank meet or like shark tank meets the bachelorette like that's like the sort of like fictional version of what it's like to pitch a tv show is any of that real <laughs>
6: Oh yeah, totally. (laughs) This was pitched as The Devil Wears Prada meets Sex in the City. (laughs) Love it. That is absolutely true. And it's like we have a joke that it's like you can only mash up two things so you can't have, like, you couldn't have, like, I wanted to pitch it as Devil Wears Prada meets Sex in the City with a bit of the tone of the West Wing. And they're like, no, you can only have two.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You have to pick two, Sarah. (laughs) Yeah, pick two. (laughs) Um, And then a fun sort of final other TV question. When you're auditioning something like this and we're talking to the cast later on the show but when you're um, auditioning for something like this like how much of it do you have a sort of really specific cat in mind or a really specific Sutton in mind versus how much of that is informed by someone coming in and just giving an amazing audition and saying like she's the
6: one I want. Oh it's interesting that's actually a really interesting question because it's definitely a little bit of both Mm. I feel like sutton's character especially evolved quite a bit when when we cast megan because she is so funny yeah so I think we really started writing to that so sometimes you have a very specific type in mind and someone will just walk in and be exactly who you had in your mind but i'd say a lot of times you have that specific person in mind and then someone walks in who you weren't expecting at all mm. and then um and then they just start to embody that role and you and you write to them. Right, right. And then it,
2: all of a sudden, and I'm sure at this point, you can't imagine any of these characters no. not being, yeah.
6: Not at all. And now we know what their strengths are. They know, we know like what kind of sense of humor they have. So we really write to them and to sort of, to bring out each of their personalities. Right. And they're all so good and so good on the fly and have such good chemistry together. Right. That, like, they've really brought life to these roles. Right. When I
2: was, um, when I hung out with you guys all the other week when we were watching and tweeting the show together, which was so fun, first of all, Megan is hilarious. And she's hilarious. like, yeah, she's, like, not a super tweeter. Like, she seems like she doesn't tweet a lot, but oh. she was tweeting on when the show was on. And I was like, girl, you should be, like, Twitter famous. Like she was just like dropping <laughs> the like fan one-liners, is. yeah, she's hilarious. Um, the other thing that I was talking to the girls about when I saw them was, of course, they all are like basically amazing singer performers, yes. and I was like, will there ever be like an after-hours karaoke scene on the oh show? My God. And they were saying that they mentioned that, and they. I don't know if it was you or somebody else was basically like, how unrealistic would it be if you guys go to office karaoke and you're all just amazing? Like, it won't happen.
6: <laughs> I know. That's the thing. It's so ridiculous because they are. They're all. I mean, we have a former American Idol, a former Broadway. Mm-hmm. And then Melora Hardin, who plays Jacqueline, was also sang on Broadway. So it's, it's just too much. It, it's too much. <laughs> so it would, I feel like it would take us out of the reality if suddenly they like had you know. Maybe in right. season seven we'll have like the the dream sequence musical episode.
2: Exactly the Lake gray's Anatomy style. Exactly. exactly, exactly. Well, I can't wait for season seven. <laughs> yeah, <me too. laughs> many things to look forward to. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for jumping on the phone. It's always so fun to talk to you. And if you ever need a real life social media editor to make a cameo on the show you know where to find me
6: <laughs> done, <laughs> done. Yeah, did, you tell, did you tell all the listeners about the great photo of you with cat it's like my favorite cuz it's like so carlott's social media director with cosmos it's <laughs>
2: so cute it's on my yeah sarah tweeted it out um sarah watson 42 that's right right 42 OK, that's everyone should follow Sarah on Twitter um, because she's hilarious and funny. But also there's so much like fun behind the scenes dish about the show. Um, so everyone follows Sarah. But she tweeted out a really, really adorable picture of me with Asha, who's the actress who plays my 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 <laughs> character on the show. <laughs> so young. But (laughs) Um, and I also retweeted it so you can find it there, too. Well, Sarah, thank you so much. And we've already said this a million times on the episode. But of course, the show is every Tuesday on Freeform, 9, 8 Central. And you can also find it on Hulu and a million other places.
6: Awesome. Thank you so much. And thanks for all your support of the show. Thank you. Bye, Sarah. Bye. Welcome
2: to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business,
1: sports, tech, entertainment and more. Play it at play.it
2: if it weren't for our next guest we wouldn't be here right now talking about the bold type she's the chief content officer of Hearst magazines former editor-in-chief of cosmopolitan and also the executive producer and inspiration of the bold type welcome joanna coles hi jc
7: thank you what fun to be here
2: um so tell us how did this how did the concept of a show all based on your life come into fruition
7: Well, it's not entirely based on my life. I was one part of the inspiration for it. But basically, I like to hold dinners whenever I can when I'm in L.A. And a friend called up and said he wanted to bring a friend. Uh, And I said, fine. Friend turned out to be a TV producer. As we were regaling him with the funniest stories of Cosmopolitan, (laughs) uh, he suddenly slapped his hand on the enormous table at Soho House and said, we must make a show about this And many people have said that to us over the years. I sort of, you know, rolled my eyes or in fact did a full body roll. Uh, But the next (laughs) thing I knew, he was actually in the office and he embedded for a week and at the end of it, he said, I'm totally gonna make this happen. And that was sort of two and a half, three years ago. We had uh, one writer, she didn't work out. We had a different network, that didn't work out. But we are so happy it's at Freeform and all they keep doing is asking us to push, push, push and make the show as edgy as we can. Which of course would
2: be the case with the show that's sort of loosely inspired by Cosmo would have to be a little edgy. Um, And I know you've said, Joanna, you have a notebook where you have just written down zillions of different crazy experiences around the office. Can you talk to us about some of the ones that have made it into the show so far?
7: Well, probably my favorite one is in episode two, which is utterly based on a true story of an editor who came white-faced into my office, really (laughs) embarrassed. Well, I should say white-faced and then red-faced and then white-faced again because she had been trying... Um, a vaginal exercise ball which had gotten stuck and it took three (laughs) editors to accompany her into the bathroom to extract it and it was just a very funny rather frightening episode because she got very claustrophobic about this thing getting stuck Uh, up her vagina as one would and (laughs) I think it makes a very funny episode and of course in the show Sarah Watson uh, turned it into um, one of the yoni eggs from Gwyneth Paltrow's goop site around which there is much uh, discussion But we know that women like to practice tightening their vaginal muscles, and um, I'm doing it right now. (laughs) And of course, no one knows you're doing it, which is the great beauty of it, right? Exactly. (laughs) I can't imagine.
3: I, I like tried when I watched that scene to picture who in the office, I would let do that. <laughs> like, no offense, Elisa, not you. And I can't... <laughs> Why not me? I'm calm can... under pressure. Oh,
2: anyway.
7: <laughs> well, when, when she was in the bathroom and the editors were trying to extract it, there was a lot of the, the phrase, bear down, bear down, going on. But she had never had a kid, so she didn't understand what that meant. Same. <laughs> um.
2: So I know one of the things that, Joanna, you had said when Patty and I went to um, the premiere that was here in New York a few weeks ago, one of the things that you were mentioning is is, of course, with a TV show, you work Long in advance, and the script is written in advance, but that there were some sort of more current references that you were sneaking in, which I thought was interesting. Um, especially some of the, I'm forgetting what happened in the first episode, but there was a political. Well, there was Elizabeth a, Warren, right? Yeah.
7: Yes. Yeah. Elizabeth Warren's face pops up because one of them's having a difficult time at work. And really, the center of the show is three young friends mm. who are embarking on the adventure of their life, really, with their sort of first real job. And it's how they bond. And it's them supporting each other occasionally, uh, getting cross with each other. And then as always happens in a group of friends, one getting promoted ahead of the other and one being frustrated and, you know, they judge each other, but ultimately they love each other.
2: And Joanna, you make a cameo on the pilot and then your voice pops up to do the recaps on the future episodes. Do you have any other cameos planned in the show?
7: Well, I think I'm going to be doing some more recaps, which I'm rather excited mm. about. That's my sole cameo, which we did last year when we filmed the pilot, uh, which was great fun. And for those who haven't seen the show, you must. Um, and you'll see me towards the end of it getting out of a car in a pink dress. And I will tell you, we did that scene about 10 times. <laughs> and what was astonishing to me was the incredible attention to detail. It's actually shot... Uh, not in New York. It was shot in Montreal, the pilot. And they even bothered to wet the streets so it felt like New York. Oh. And they had 300 uh, models come in as extras. It was really a huge, extravagant production. Wow.
2: Um, I have I think it's been fun knowing that the show tapes in Canada, but of course is based on a New York-based magazine, seeing the ways that they... Um, in these little new york references like i love the reference to shake shack and of course the reference to the olive garden in times square that wasn't that fun yeah that important new york landmark um so joanna i what kind of reaction have you been seeing you know i know you've been tweeting along with the cast and with the episodes what kind of reaction have you been seeing from fans so far and are people asking you like is that real is that really
7: what it's like Well, we've had fantastic reaction. I don't think we could have asked for better reviews. And sometimes when one magazine is involved in something, other magazines choose not to review it. But we were absolutely thrilled with the coverage. we got fabulous reviews in Vanity Fair, in New York Magazine, the New York Times, Washington Post. Could not have been more... Um, excited by Refinery29, what wrote a terrific piece. A lot of people are sort of looking at the meta messages of the show. But one of the things I'm excited about that people have picked up on is that the female boss at the center of it, who's loosely inspired by me, she's much more glamorous on screen than I am in real life, um, is is a supportive boss as opposed to a bitch, which is really the trope of uh, people in fashion and magazines. And, you know, little wonder that there are so few women leaders in in real life when in popular culture they're always portrayed as unpleasant and backstabbing which is not what has never been my actual um case when i've had female bosses so we wanted to represent that fairly and also there's a very sweet and rather aspirational relationship at the heart of it with sutton and uh, dick hunter uh, and he's actually supportive of her this is not one of those situations that you read about endlessly Uh, where the man is trying to undercut her career, far from it. He even arrives late in the office at night with some breadsticks from Olive Garden he's bothered Mm -hmm. to go and get, or perhaps his assistant has gotten for him, um, to support her in her quest for a better job. And that feels to me like a much more modern reflection of actually what's going on out there than these tropes and clichés that we've had uh, from a lot of shows recently And I love the relationship between Dick and Sutton because they have great, positive, exciting sex as Mm -hmm. opposed to rather grim sex, which was brilliantly but depressingly showed in girls mm-hmm. and what we're going for here is the fun of sex and the fun of having an affair like that as opposed to the fact that every time Paul Lena Dunham's character Hannah Horvath has sex she immediately gets a UTI and ends up in the ER <laughs>
2: <laughs> um no that's very true it's definitely but, a sec- sex positive show in that way wait patty what are you no, cracking I, up about I'm
3: still upset that Jane never had an orgasm though right but i well, think she, she will now. yeah
7: the does I know um, by it, the end of the episode or by the next episode? I should say. Right. <laughs> she's um, Spoiler. <laughs> she's discovered what she's been missing and she's kind of into it. Oh. Mm. But so that also reflects a lot of the questions we got from readers all the uh, time. Who always mm-hmm. yeah, who wanted to know. Uh, how do I get a raise and how do I have an orgasm? Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> one of the, um, t- um, in terms of everything you were saying about the show being so inspired by your own positive role models and having supportive bosses, um, I saw that bubbling up on Twitter during the last episode that was sort of like, this show is unusual and that there's no villain villain character because the villain is the patriarchy,
7: <laughs> oh. <laughs> which I loved. <laughs> that's, that's one reading of it. I mean, the villain is really, uh, well, what is the villain? they are actually isn't a villain. Right. You know, I think probably the message is that you're, you can be your own worst enemy unwittingly mm-hmm. um, by lacking confidence or not trying hard enough or not taking risks or taking risks too seriously. And this show is championing young women and older women and uh, trying to encourage them to do more.
2: And, and that's what makes it interesting. That's a much more sort of nuanced perspective to have on a workplace comedy is having th- this internal villain or this internal tension versus just having the evil bitch boss or whatever. Right. Right. We
7: don't want to do Snow White here and the evil queen. That's not what's a play. And it's also not most people's real experiences. Right. Most people have ambivalent relationships with their bosses. They like them. They hate them. And often they don't hate them because the boss is difficult. They hate them because the boss has pointed out something they're not very good at doing. Right. <laughs> so- and every day Uh, (laughs) yeah they're right oh no and that makes you dislike the boss but it doesn't mean the boss is wrong right exactly and
2: so final question um on that note joanna i know you get asked from so many people like jane and like kat and like sutton at the beginning of their own careers for advice what's the best piece of advice that you would give to all the bold tape fans out there who are just starting on this journey for
7: themselves oh it's very straightforward don't be an asshole (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> perfect well said <laughs> um, and joanna in conclusion do you want to just shout out where people can follow you on twitter and instagram
7: yes please follow me uh just at my name actually joanna coles on instagram and on twitter uh very easy i couldn't be i couldn't be easier to find Thanks so much, JC. Always appreciate it. Thank and you. And can I just remind people it's on oh, Freeform yeah. at nine o'clock Eastern time, and it's also on the uh, it's on the Hulu app. I think it's mm-hmm. on Hulu definitely. And if you go to Freeform, you can um, download episodes. Perfect. Or Thanks so much. Not download them, but DVR stream
2: them. them. Yes. Thanks, Joanna.
1: Okay. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it.
2: Our last guest is a huge super fan of the bold type and even hosts an after show dedicated strictly to recapping it every week on AfterBuzz TV. Welcome, Allie Nasta. Hi, Allie. Hi, how are you guys? Good. Um, So you're a bold type super fan.
4: Oh, yes. Loving the show so far. Um, What do you love most about it? You know, I just love that after every episode, I feel inspired to get out and do something. And it's so relatable um, for women going through these same stages in the workplace, you know. And I think one of the best things that stands out to me is that usually in one show, you find one character that you're like, that is me. I totally relate with them. And I feel like with Jade, Sutton, and Kat, you really just can pick pieces of all of these characters, mesh them into one, and be like, I am all three of these women, and I've been, you know, dealt with all of these different situations that have thrown at them. So, I just feel like it makes me feel like everything's gonna be okay, and at the end of the day, you know, you, like, this show just kind of is that bigger sister for you, as they kind of mention how Scarlett is the big sister for these girls working there. Oh my god,
2: Allie. You- so yeah, lovely. that's so lovely. I was gonna say, I was like, you should work there, you sound like you, you're drinking the bull type Kool-Aid or the bull type Cosmo, I guess, as we would say over here on Cosmo Land. Um, what kind of response have you seen from other super fans or people who are watching your recaps? Like what kind of things are fans getting really obsessed with?
4: You know, I think something that we've been talking about a lot is women empowerment and just that, you know, all these situations that they go through are things that we almost feel scared to talk about, you know, and and things, it's like a taboo of certain things that they talk about and they just make it so open. Um, So I think that's something that women empowerment is the one thing that we've seen a lot. And I actually um, was just searching some things on Twitter today and I saw someone say, um, they tweeted and they said, this is this show is everything I never knew I needed mm. and I read that tweet and I just thought you know what I couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah. And I think I think it's just all the fans are really liking that it's it's this un this relatable unknown thing that we just all are really can I I don't know. I think it's it's kind of almost like an unspoken you don't know what it is but it's just so it, everything you need. That's so it.
3: Is there anything you guys get, like, aggressive around, or, like, like, who are you shipping? I guess there's not really a ship quite yet. Oh, well, no. Kind of with, um. what did
2: they say, oh. Jane Stripe? With Pinstripe, yeah. the guy who works oh, with yeah. them. Yeah, which I don't know if I'm, like, on board with him or not, TBH. Or Cat and Adina.
4: Yeah. Duh. Oh, see, I our panel is really, really for Kat and Adina, but we're a little nervous because it's kind of... I feel like maybe they're trying to make it seem like it's not going to happen, but I kind of think it's going to happen. I think it's going to be bigger than we're expecting.
2: Yeah, I feel like it's like Adina. It's like, is she on the show? Is she not? It's like, is she in town? <laughs> is she just like popping by? I feel like I don't have a sense of, yeah, exactly like how long term she is.
4: Exactly. No, that's that's what we're feeling. So we're like, we don't want to ship them just yet, but if we could ship them, I think we would. Yeah. So what about Pinstripe? You know, I think that there, it's going to be this, like, kind of secret fun rendezvous. um, But then eventually it's going to get to a point where they're both going to have to decide, all right, like, what are we doing here? You know, it's going to be one of those walls that they hit because they kind of, they're both in the same headspace with writing. So it's I feel like eventually along the lines, there there's going to be some sort of, issue with someone because we're talking about Jane's relationship right yeah right. yeah yeah I think that there's going to be some sort of like um, you know they both write about their encounters so uh, <laughs>
2: like, a, like a, a career conflict yeah. that right, will yeah. right.
4: that will kind of make it more dramatic than it should be
2: yeah I can't really tell if I'm supposed this is like <laughs> my main thing that's keeping me up at night is I'm not really I can't really tell yet if I'm supposed to like love him or not
4: right well I feel like that's been so far all the men on the show I'm like one second I'm like oh my gosh they're so sweet I can see myself dating them and then the next step they say one thing that throws me off and I'm like "Mm, that was a red flag for me I don't know how much you know Oh, for sure I'm not Especially a fan of writer. him. Yeah.
2: You want to see him cycled out. Jane can do better.
3: Yeah. He's yeah. just so, like, arrogant and, like, full of himself yeah. and, oh, like, a man. Like, whatever, no.
2: Right. And <laughs> when he's all like, you haven't actually read my column, have you? It's like, yeah. you would say that. Yeah. yeah.
3: As you're I mean, walking like, out of the elevator.
2: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah. No, I agree completely. And so, um, Ali one of the um things that I had asked the cast about when I met with them last week mm-hmm. and we recorded a little segment for the podcast was th- If they, like, I'm just curious if, as actors, if they almost, like, graze anatomy themselves. Like, if they imagine what the storylines would be, like, 10, 12 seasons down the road. And they're basically like, no, you know, we just hope it gets to season two at this point. Which is totally understandable. (laughs) But I feel like that's the fun part of being a fan, is that we get to imagine where this will all go. Do you have any long-term predictions?
4: You know, I feel like mine are always just kind of so like out of the box. But if I had a long term prediction and you're putting all of these characters, you know, 10 years down the line, I definitely say they're running Scarlet magazine. You know, Sutton is the fashion designer. Like, I I truly believe I know that sounds like super like picturesque and and very like, like, I don't know how, how to put it. But I think that all three of them could definitely run Scarlet magazine.
2: Yeah, I think we'll see. I think you're totally right. I think we'll see that down the road. And mm-hmm. um and you know, Jacqueline could continue on in an advisory role, much like oh. Joanna Coles herself mm-hmm. has done for exactly. Cosmo IRL. Definitely. Yeah. So Ali, where it. is the best place for people to tune in for other bold type super fans to tune in and check out your after show?
4: Yeah, you guys can watch us. Um, we are live every Tuesday at ten PM PST, or you can catch it anytime on iTunes. Um, you can download the podcast, or you can just find it on YouTube and just search AfterBuzz TV, and then the bold type amazing.
2: Thank you so much, Allie. It was so Thanks, fun to Sally. talk to you about this. We'll have you back in um 10 years when we're in season 10. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Thank you, ladies, so much. This was so awesome. Bye. 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 See ya. So, I feel like
3: talking about the bold type just made me even more of a super fan. I wish I we could do this every day. I know. I Like, we have to find Allie and... Like, be super fans with yeah, her. Yeah, we
2: have to like join her. Yes. Um, I'm we with have her. to,
3: yeah, exactly. And we need to come up with a fan name.
2: Oh, yeah. That's just, everyone,
3: like, think about that. Right. Like, the bold typers, but like a clever
2: but one. Better, yeah. yeah. Like, not that. Yeah. Right. Bolden Girls. Oh, my
3: God. Bolden Girls.
2: <laughs> I love that.
3: Oh, I'm oh, I we love it. Sh-
2: we should come up with like four, and then we can do a poll from Cosmos Twitter and Brilliant. get people
3: to vote. Brilliant. Yes.
2: Okay. Um. Wow. What a productive podcast this <laughs> right? week. (laughs) Well, Patty, thank you so much, as always, for joining. Um, And do you want to go ahead and shout out your social media?
3: Oh, do you? What's the latest? The latest is that I deleted um, Twitter, (laughs) uh, which is, again, why I'm not a cat. (laughs) But you can, I guess, try to find my email. Good luck and be well. No, <laughs> But thank you for having me, Elisa. <laughs> thank it's you, Fun Patty. as always. And everyone watch The Bold Type because we are all going to be Bold and Girls.
2: We're all going to be Bold and Girls. Exactly. Yes. Right. And just to say this for the 10,000th time, it's Tuesdays at 9, 8 central on Freeform. And as Joanna mentioned earlier, it's all over Hulu and Freeform's site slash app. Um, And as always, you guys can find me at Alisa Benson on Twitter and Instagram and Snapchat, which I use like twice a year. Um, And if there are topics you want to hear me talk about next week on the Cosmopolitan.com Happy Hour podcast, just hit me up and let me know. I always love to hear from you guys. And as always, please share the podcast and rate it and like it and do all those podcasty things. And I'll see you next week. Bye.
0: such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com
1: for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.